0: Good afternoon, and hope you're having an awesome Erev Shabbos. So first, today's episode is generously sponsored by my good friends Sarah and Andrew Novak in honor of their son, Avigdor's Bar Mitzvah, which I look forward to celebrating with them this Shabbos. Mazel Tov. So today, I want to share a really interesting observation from this week's Parsha, not only for the Bar Mitzvah Boy, but for all of us. Now this week, we begin the second of the five books of the Torah. In English, it's called the Book of Exodus. And perhaps that's because a primary focus of the book is our Exodus for many long years of persecution and slavery in Egypt. However, one would expect that in Hebrew then, it would have been called Sefer Hagaula, the Book of Exodus. However, it's not. Rather, it's called Sefer Shemot, the Book of Names. Now, we know that the Hebrew title is really the accurate name of the book, predating the English by millennia. So the question is, why is it, in fact, called Sefer Shemot, the Book of Names? What is the lesson we're supposed to learn from that? Isn't Book of Exodus more important? So a little background first. Names in Jewish thought carry a tremendous amount of meaning. And in fact, we believe that a name gives spiritual energy to an individual and is derived from greater spiritual insight from above. And hence, when people are charged with a name, they're charged to live up to their name. And so in this week's Parsha, we're introduced to many different characters and their names. And in each of them, it carries a significance, an insight into the person's essential character, be it the doulas of Shifra and Puah, or be it Moshe himself, named by the daughter of Paro. But then in the middling of the Parsha, something baffling happens. The Jewish people now are in really bad shape. The slavery is getting more brutal. Paro has just decreed for all baby boys to be drowned in the Nile and the Jews were choosing simply to not bring kids into this world, which would mean the end of the people and its mission. Because without a next generation, there would be no continuity. And amidst all of that, Two brave people stand up and say that they are not going to let Paro determine the fate and end of the Jewish people. That we have to do all we can in our control to persevere and bring children into the world and raise the next generation despite the odds. It's almost the story that we hear time and time again after the Holocaust as well. And sure enough, it's the bravery of these two individuals that led to the birth of Moshe. And their courage, single-handedly, gives birth to the one who will bring ultimate redemption to the entire Jewish people. It was this husband and this wife, at the darkest period of Jewish history, that brought about the greatest light and hope and future to our people. And if we're studying the Book of Shemot, the Book of Names, then you must be wondering what the names of these two people are. But the Torah only says as follows, in chapter two, verse one: Vayelach ish mi beis Levi, vayikach bas Levi, vatara isha vateled ben. And a man from the tribe of Levi married a woman of the tribe of Levi, and this woman gave birth to a son. What? Hold on a second. I thought names are important. And if ever there were people whose names we should mention and remember, these two people, they're heroes. Who are they? Why didn't the Torah tell us their names? This is, after all, the book of names. So listen. As we've said before, the Torah is not there to simply teach us Bible stories of the past, but to use the past as a guide to help us understand where we come from and the keys to achieving the greatness that God gave us the potential to achieve in the future. So what about the omission of names? What's that all about? The lesson, I believe, is a profound one. See, often when we see the name of someone who acts with greatness and courage, we think to ourselves, or at least I know I often do, and my mind say, oh well, of course they did. Do you know who they are? Do you know how great they are? Do you know the opportunities they had, where they come from? We see their great actions as a direct result of who they are. But the Torah is telling us that that is not so. Who they are, rather, is a direct result of their great actions. The book that described the beginning of our exodus of freedom is called Names, not simply because there are lots of names in there, but because at the end of the day, we are all able to make a name for ourselves. The Torah is about people who were ordinary humans, a man from Levi, a woman from Levi, like you and me, who realized that they could achieve something great. And so the Torah says, you want to know how Moshe was born? You want to understand who had the courage to defy Pharaoh and save the Jewish people? Well, it was a guy who got married to a girl, and they had a kid. Who was the guy? Who was the girl? You know what? It's not so important in the beginning. Because it isn't that only they did it, but it's because in every situation in life, you and I could be that guy, could be that girl. We could be the ones who step forward and act with courage and greatness. It's not the, do you know who I am, that enables a person to achieve greatness. It is that each and every person has that potential. And that perhaps is why... We don't call it the book of Exodus, but more important than the Exodus is the understanding that an Exodus occurs because of the people who make it happen. Who are these people? Not the ones who carry specific names from the outset, but the ones who care enough to make a difference and eventually make a name for themselves. This is how we should view any and every situation in life that requires help, not which name comes to mind that can help, but rather anyone is able to help. And through that, they will make their name a great message for a bar mitzvah boy and to be honest for each and every one of us for you and most definitely for me and on that note have an awesome shabbos mazel tov and i look forward to seeing you tomorrow